Welcome to the Femme du Soleil podcast, created for the woman who loves to walk on sunshine, dream big and takes yes as her only answer. My name is Sabrina Weber. I'm your host, business and lifestyle coach for the visionary, fellow big dreamer and palm tree enthusiast. Join me as we have casual conversations over a coconut latte on all things soul work, personal branding, manifestation, parenting and so much more. I'm here for the magic. Are you? Hello, my loves. Welcome back to Femme du Soleil, the podcast. It is season two and I'm so excited. We have a beautiful interview lined up today for you. To kick that season off, I have with me today Emmanuelle de Colombier and she's calling in from Biarritz. Oh my God, <laughs> that alone is like such a vibe. I love this place. It's like I feel, you know, where I am here in New Zealand. It's kind of like the, the Pondo, I guess. Like it's almost like a, a similar vibe, but in New Zealand. And it's, yeah, I love it. So cool. So that alone gets me all excited. <laughs> But Emmanuelle, um, she's a frequency healer, harmonic embodiment guide, and really into self-leadership, personal power. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't be more thrilled to have this conversation with you today, Emmanuelle. Welcome to the show. Bonjour. Thank you. <laughs> Bonjour. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you. Oh, I love having you. you. Super excited. So... For my beautiful listeners, um, tell us a little bit, you know, just a nutshell version at this point of who you are and, and what you do. And then mm -hmm. I'm sure we can dive in much more into your fascinating story. Okay. So my name is Emmanuel. I'm living in Biarritz, as you said. And... I am a frequency healer, that's true. It's because um, I'm using my voice to heal the people. So mm -hmm. in special tunes of voice. You have to I'm tell sick. us a bit more about that in a minute. That sounds yes. So maybe we could start with this. Mm -hmm. so, um, let, me, let me tell you how it happens in my life, like how it shows up, because it was not what I was meant to do first. I started as a psychologist and an art therapist. Then I became a yoga teacher. I, I met the yoga during my studies. And as I was a professional psychologist, I was doing yoga. And so as I was doing yoga, I opened to all the energetics, the chakras, the Kundalini, mm -hmm. and all the spirituality and a big, big, big new field of understanding uh, people and human being opened up okay but it was not enough and then i went to peru i went to peru and i had ayahuasca ceremonies do you know about ayahuasca ceremonies or do i do i have not done it myself but i have heard many stories <laughs> yes <laughs> so just to let know the listeners um it's a plant that you drink and when you drink it, it's a sacred plant and um, you, you have a lot of visions opening. It's, it's like uh, 
big, big expansion of your consciousness that is happening. So we, we do ceremonies, very sacred ceremonies, and it's at night. And when I went there, I was very, very afraid um, to go, but very attracted as well. And um, I was very afraid because my body couldn't handle any, anything. <laughs> oh so I was God, afraid it was, to it's so intense. And I was afraid to like become crazy and come back and you know all the things you can be afraid of when you start. <laughs> but I was there in the middle of the jungle, so I had to go. <laughs> and then I drank it, it began it started very fast for me. And I had a question actually. I had a question when I came there that was what name could I give to my work? I was at this moment still working in a corporate and I wanted to open my own business. And I had already many tools with me, like with the yoga, transpersonal psychology, journey and art therapy. So I was wondering how could I call this? What name could I give it? So I was thinking maybe I could ask the spirit during the ceremony about it mm -hmm. so I did I asked but what came was not what I expected I have seen just in front of me in my visions like a brush pencil um, how do you say painting brush writing in red d-i-v-a diva okay and I didn't understand I asked what name can I give to my work or to my business and the answer was diva and I was like but that's not what I asked for <laughs> <laughs> that's was, not what I wanted <laughs> I asked for a name for my job you're talking to me about a singer so, so I don't understand but the way the medicine what I put the medicine in the ayahuasca the, the way the medicine is working that's giving you like one little piece of the puzzle and then you have to process to get it to, to understand so I had only this, like, I, I was just like, what does it mean? I don't understand. There is nothing coming with what I am doing now. Well, okay, I, I fainted uh, twice during that ceremony as I was afraid of, but it's been okay. And I had beautiful visions, actually. I was very lucky for this. Thanks to all the work, inner work I had already done before to go. So I had beautiful, beautiful visions. I went back to Serenity. I stayed that year, I stayed uh, three weeks in that place. And on another ceremony, I asked again, but why, why Diva? And then I've seen a big mouth in front of me. And I heard in my head, because you have to sing. And I was like, even more lost than <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my, my voice when I'm talking about my voice. That's so funny. I, I was so, like, I, I was wondering, but what do you mean I have to sing? Do you mean I, I was wrong? I, I was not supposed to be a psychologist. I should be a singer, but can you imagine to be a singer? It's not easy. You know, my mental mood started over and I, I couldn't process it. Okay, then there was the last ceremony. I had enough of ayahuasca because I'm very, very sensitive. So when I'm drinking, it's 
I have the experience of like 10 experiences for someone else. Right. In one night, I do 10 nights. It's like so intense and strong for me. So I had enough. And uh, I was like happy that it was the last one, the last day. And I was telling my friend, the one who brought me there, I was telling her, it was very interesting, but I'm, I'm not going to come back to this after because it's too much for me. So I, I was in that state of mind going to that ceremony. And the beginning was very terrible. It was, um, how can I say, my visions were not clear. And I, it was very chaotic. Yes, chaotic. And in my body, the vibration was so strong and it was a lot of pressure on me, like pressure and pressure and pressure. And I was waiting for the maestro, the healer to come to me, to sing for me because the way Shipibo, Shipibo are the people living in the jungle in Peru. Um, they have a special way to sing for the medicine to work in your body and in your soul and everything. Okay. So I was waiting for my healings because I, I knew after I would feel better and I was feeling so bad, so bad, so bad. But eventually he came to me, but after the 15 other people that were there, of course, because I was so much waiting for him to come. So I had to wait. <laughs> and he came to me and I was like, okay, great. Now he's there. I'm going to feel better. But no, actually, that's not what happened. He started to sing and I was feeling even worse and worse and worse. Oh. And, worse. and I, I was feeling I'm going to die. I'm going to faint again. Uh, and I was feeling as if I was going to die. And Suddenly, I uh, no. Before suddenly, I, I I was thinking I don't want to faint. I don't want to faint. It was as if I was like missing the door when I was fainting, you know. So I didn't want to to miss it. So I was trying to focus, to breathe, everything, but nothing was working. And then I remembered that the friend brought me there. She told me, when you don't feel good in ceremony, you can sing. It will help you to get aligned again. But at this point, the healer was just in front of me, just before me, and I didn't want to bother him by singing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, I'm not going to sing because he's singing for me right now, so I'm not going to do it. But at this point, I was dying. So I was thinking, dying, bothering, Dying, bothering, mm -hmm. dying. Okay, maybe I will bother because because I don't want to die. <laughs> so I started to do just uh, like this, and it was not working. So I figured out I had to sing for real. So I started like this. And then everything changed. All the pressure I had in my body went away and it opened a space around me like visions, like beautiful visions, like I was in the cinema. And I was seeing myself very old because I could see my hands like with lots of string, you know, how do you say, you know, the marks on the skin. And I was in a place, well, I, I, I had changed totally. I, I was another person and I, when I was singing, 
there was some light, blue light coming out of my mouth and making flowers. Wow. And I was like, wow. And what I was feeling at this moment was like the most pure alignment that I have never felt in my life before and even after, where I was totally like, I, I was feeling so strong, so empowered and so much love and so much gratitude. Like, it was amazing. I was dying just a few seconds before. And at this point, I was like feeling so empowered. And I was like, wow. And I was still singing, 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 singing. And I was looking at those flowers <laughs> that it was making, you know. And then he stopped. He finished his healing. He went away. And then the medicine started again to make me feel bad. Because as soon as I was stopping singing, uh, I was in trouble. So I had to continue, continue, continue. And then I had the explanation. And the medicine told me, you're going to make me work through your voice. You're going to heal people by your singing. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. So this what does that look like now with your clients? Do, when, if I have a healing session with you? Now, where I am now, because this was in 2014, so I've been processing like a lot since. Uh -huh. And what I created now is a container where I'm using psychology, emotional intelligence, uh, energetic and sound healing with my voice all together. Right. And um, it's a synergy. And what it makes me being able to do is when I'm singing is opening the doors for me, like the doors of the um, channeling. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not doing songs that someone else taught me. I'm doing songs for your soul. It's, it's like it's going through me when I'm singing. I, I cannot repeat it. Right. You know? And um, after years, because I had no one to teach me this, because the way I'm singing is not the way anyone else is singing. And so I figured out with the time that actually your guides or the energies around you are going through me making me sing for you that's the process but with this we can go in any dimension it means uh we can you 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 come with what you want to process on and i'm going to talk with your soul by the singing and i will figure out what we have to work on that way and then after the tunes of the singing are going to touch your body because you know um, the body is made uh, like 80% of water. And when you do sound, it's um, transforming the water. So this is going from the physical body to your cosmic uh, avatar. We can work on all the layers with the sound. So what I can have as information is that something happened in your childhood or in your parents or your ancestors or your past lives and then we go and decrystallize it and reprogram it 
that sounds fascinating oh my god incredible so you would like make a recording i guess for your client if you do that and then they can re-listen yeah it's new actually i i didn't do it before uh because it's not always like beautiful well usually when you are the client you 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 find it very beautiful because because it's your sound that you hear Mm -hmm. you hear the sound of your soul so it sounds like the most beautiful that you've ever heard you you see because you you hear yourself actually um um but uh, it's not like a musical um um track like that has been you know uh composed it's, it, it can change. I mean, in one session, in one hour session, for example, you, you can have so much, so many t- type of sounds different. But yes, you're right. Now what I'm doing is recording it for the people to be able to listen to it again. And what else I can do? So this is in the one-on-one session. But what else I, I, I can do is what I call soundtrack. It means I, I am composing music at this point. It's not a session. I am doing the music of your soul, like a three, four minutes music that you can listen whenever you want. And this is, I'm composing it with different voices that are like in layers. So you have, it's like an orchestra, but I do the orchestra with my voice. You see? Right, right, you get it. Wow. That's incredible. So, you know, take us take us back a little bit, like, I don't know, let's say a few years. How how did you create the version of yourself that you are today? You mentioned the ayahuasca, but I'm sure there has been a whole lot of yes. stories before that. Give us, um, you know, some pointers of how you transformed to this version you are. Okay. Um, where to start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wherever feels <laughs> aligned. Well, what what I like to share at this point, and it's gonna bring us to crack the codes after. So, mm-hmm. I guess is um, during my whole life I've been looking for like my soul family and or the place. You know, where do I belong? It seems like it's been my question, and. I, I say it because when I was in high school, I was already like asking myself, do I do psychology or do I do art? Because I was painting already and I was as much attracted by art and by psychology. But for me at this point, it was something opposite. I didn't know I could link both of them together. So I was very lost. And finally someone talked to me about art therapy and I, I've been saying, really? Is that possible to link both of them? Okay. So it was amazing for me, like big discovery, you know? And then I went to the psychology studies, but eventually I, I loved it. And I did the art therapy at the same time. But I met the yoga in the, in the, in the middle of this. And when I met the yoga, it was a new thing opening to me because at this moment of my life, my head was working very well. Like I was like very invested in all the mental things. And I was not aware that my body and my emotions were working together. 
so when I started yoga, I was 21 and I was like, there is a link between both of them. So my body could be a temple for my soul. It's, it was like a revelation for me. I, I didn't know it before. I didn't feel it before. Okay. And then I discovered all of the psychological aspect of the yoga as well. But one more time, it was as if it was opposite to what I was studying in university, you know, because if you are asking the yogis, they would tell you, yes, psychology is, well, psychologists, they, they always speak about past and they stay stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you yogi, they, uh, if you ask psychologists, sorry, if you ask as psychologists, they will say, yes, yoga is good for relax. Yes, it's good to relax. Uh, okay. So in each point of view, like it was very close, you know, it was, it was not open. And I was sure there was a bridge to make in between, but I didn't find the people who were doing this. And even today, I, I met a guy who studied it for 30 years when I met him. So I started to do things with him. And then after there is the story of ayahuasca and I've been co-leading ceremonies for five years after this, after that day when I started to sing, right. I've, been, I've been doing this. But during all of this time, every time in every space I've been mentioning, I didn't feel I belonged to it. It was a beautiful place to learn. I've been very involved in it, very committed to it but I could feel deep inside of me, it's not where I belong. And I didn't know where I was supposed to belong. And finally I crashed. In 2019, I crashed so much, like everything broke down. All my life broke down. All my inner self broke down. Everything broke down. And after long months of this, I started to realize uh, how much I was conditioned, conditioned by all of this and that I had to create my own path with all the tools. So finally, all the tools I had been through came back together and I created the version of me and of my business that is today now with all I've, I've been mentioning. So. Yeah, so hang on, are you saying that, you know, when you had that sort of rock bottom um, experience, do you think you've been operating at this point from a place of uh, conditioning or, you know, like you had all these puzzle pieces and tools, but um, what I'm hearing you say is that in your mind or or your ego, perhaps, yeah. You were trying to make sense of them through the lens of society or through the lens of what other people um, yeah. tell you is correct, right? Um, is that what you would say has created that crash? I, I guess I, I, I don't have yet all the answers about that crash. There have been many reasons mm-hmm. that I could figure out already, but I know I don't know everything yet. I still have to discover because it's been so crazy, this crash, like so intense. I couldn't even imagine we could suffer that much. 
but what I figured out already is first, um, the first thing I figured out is that um, all the people I had been with were not like so kind, actually, because every time I wanted to be free, they were not happy that I wanted to be free. Mm. Um, and more deep, if they had this power on me, it's because of the conditioning I had inside of me. And that was conditioning of egos. But it's kind of very hidden conditioning because I thought I was free, but I was right. not. Right. You see, I really thought I was free. I, I was free to choose. I was not like following people's advice or, you know, like blindly, I mean. But, but actually more deep and very deep inside um there were some conditionings about what am i supposed to be able to do what am i supposed to go through what am i supposed to bring to the people for example i, I was supposed to have a family uh like a soul family you see so i was looking for this soul family and i was looking for the tradition that was my tradition but finally i've actually I don't have one tradition. I am making one. Yeah. I am building and creating one. But I had to go through the grief of not finding it for me, you see? <laughs> Before I could create it. And allocating, I guess, why that's important to you, right? Um, mm. Mm and also the conditionings of, of the society um, you know I was even writing on a post lately this story of um, how I went through space to space to space to space where I was not feeling I could belong and and I was saying I didn't even I haven't even ah sorry I haven't been even able to be like an outsider because I'm very adapted to the society. Right, right. <laughs> you see, so even in that case, I could not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what, what I like to bring now and what I figured out that I wanted to bring to the world is to use the very ancestral traditions mixed with very new tools and create a new path with this. So is this where um, you're st starting to talk about um, cracking the codes or, you know, like that got my attention because I have something I refer to as um, a code framework, you know, authentic codes, I call it, mm -hmm. that I feel like we all have within us, you know, from the day we are born and even before that kind of make up the the human we are but i'd love to hear what are these codes mean in your world and and how do they um support yourself and your clients and what what is the process behind that yes um what i call crack the codes is because i love to use um informatic metaphor for psychological process Mm -hmm. So, um, I imagine your internal system as a software, 
and you go inside and you know it so well that you can decide to crack the codes that are making the system and change the codes inside and create what I called key codes. For example, what I call key codes is when you are challenged by the life, you know, when you are going through situations that are challenging, um, you have your codes acting on you, okay? And as you are in a challenge, you're gonna crack some of them and create new codes, more aligned, more free, more successful, more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so as you have been through this challenge and you, you found um, a way to go out and go through and transcend it, then in your energy and in your vibration, you have the key codes, which are the codes that um, opened doors instead of the codes that were locking you in, in a, keeping you stuck somewhere. Like you're referring to your belief system, right? For example, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I believe is that the key codes that you create when you are going through experiences are in your energy and in your vibration. So the only presence of yourself is bringing it to people around you so they can use it, like in a good way. I mean, you know, you bring it to them. So if they are ready, they could catch it and be inspired by your key codes and uh, use them for themselves if they need to, if they have to go through this type of challenge, it will be faster for them because you have the key codes already yourself. Right, right, that makes sense. Like you're you're taking on someone else's, or in this case, your, um, your belief. Yes, you know, yes. Topic, you know, right? That absolutely. Be of more service than the Absolutely. And everybody has key codes, you know, all the listeners that are there to listen to us. Um, you all have key codes in your vibration and in your energetic body because of all that you have been through in your life. And so you can bring this to anyone you want, just because you are in presence. Mm -hmm. Works the other way around too, I guess, right? Like in the negative sense that you know, if I have a, um, a code in me that is not necessarily in alignment or mm. service, someone else can also take that on, right? Is that right? Oh, yes, it's true. It's true. So yes, when I talk about crack the code, it means um, you know so well the system. So it means you know yourself, you know who you are so well that you can choose what codes you want to keep or not. But you don't break the system. You go inside, you know, when you are cracking a software, you're not breaking the software you are tracking it. So you, it means you, you go inside and you change the way the system is working on for it to be more free. It's the same for the human being. Well, that's my conception. <laughs> yes. My big, big, big desire is that people are free to be themselves. 
in a huge love of themselves. That's so beautiful. I love that. So tell me, um, why would someone, what is the main inspiration or reason behind wanting to crack a code? Um, When you feel stuck in a situation and that you want to feel free. Mm -hmm. And when you feel that there is more you feel you feel deep in you that it can be even more you you can evolve more you can grow up more you can change things in your life so beautiful and i'm i'm sure i know for a fact that so many of you beauties listening today will know exactly that feeling you know you're in my world for a reason and yeah this this constant desire for it's not even necessarily desire isn't it it's more just a deeper knowing of Mm. yeah there there is more and there are other levels and it I don't believe it stops either I am I'm convinced that there is a a never-ending process of discovering new yes yes and that right would you agree yeah yeah sure never-ending yes (laughs) which is so exciting (laughs) you know it's like yeah it's 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 incredible work oh my god i'm so inspired by you this is amazing oh i'm glad i'm glad i'm so (laughs) thank you for sharing that story um so I have two more questions for you. One is, if someone wants to do that sound healing with you, can they do that, you know, online as well? Or do you have to be in yes. person? Yes, I can do it online. Yes, it works yeah. very well. Amazing. Mm. So I will link um, for everyone. Uh, I'll link mm. uh, Emmanuel's places where you can find her for that. And so what I love um, to ask all my guests at the end Obviously, the name of my podcast is Femme du Soleil. And for me personally, that creates that context of walking on sunshine. It's a a context that I like to filter all of my life through. And now what I'm curious about is what does Femme du Soleil mean to you? Sorry, can you repeat the question? I didn't get it. What does Femme du Soleil or walking on sunshine mean to you? Oh, it means love. Mm-hmm. When I'm working on sunshine and I have the luck to be able to do it quite often where I'm living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I feel very free and so much loved, actually. The rays of light of the sun coming to me, like that I can feel on my body, are making me feel so much love mm. and so much power as well. I feel very empowered because I feel uh, pure. The, the picture I had when we said it, is I, I was seeing myself when I'm working on the beach, for example. And uh, that's what I feel 
Like I'm not having any other energies than just the elements energies going through my body. Mm. I love this answer. Thank you so much for sharing. It's beautiful. <laughs> um yeah is there anything any last message that you would love to leave us with um my biggest wish is uh, to spread my voice all over the world because when i'm singing i know that people become awake and aware of the fact that they have a heart beating and that there is love uh, available mm. so I hope for everybody to feel this deep in their heart yes a perfect way to end this conversation Emmanuel thank you so much for being here and thank sharing you so much all your incredible um, experiences with us and I'll Hear all of you, beautiful listeners, in the next episode. A bientôt. Bye bye. A bientôt. Merci. Did you enjoy this episode? If yes, please share it with your friends and tag me on Instagram at I am Sabrina Weber.